0: Can the dollar once again be anchored by gold? One congressman believes it can. By Thorsten Polite, an audio Mises wire narrated by Million Quinteros. On October 7th, 2022, U.S. Congressman Alex Mooney, a Republican from West Virginia, introduced a bill, the Gold Standard Restoration Act, H.R. 9157, that stipulates that the U.S. dollar must be backed by physical gold owned by the U.S. Treasury. The initiative clearly indicates that the increasingly inflationary US dollar is triggering efforts to get better money. It should be noted that there have already been many legislative changes to make precious metals more attractive as a means of payments in recent years. In many US states, the value added and capital gains taxes on gold and silver, but also on platinum and palladium, have been abolished. Mr. Mooney's proposal is divided into three sections. The first section of the bill establishes the need for a return to a gold-backed U.S. dollar. For example, it is said that the U.S. dollar, or more precisely, the bill refers to Federal Reserve notes. That is, bank notes issued by the U.S. Federal Reserve, or Fed, has lost its purchasing power on a massive scale in the past. Since 2000, it has dropped by 30%, and since 1913, by 97%. The bill also argues that with an inflation target of 2%, the Fed will not preserve the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar, but will have it halved after just 35 years. Moreover, the bill points out that it is in the interest of U.S. citizens and firms to have a stable U.S. dollar. The bill highlights that the inflationary U.S. dollar has been eroding the industrial base of the U.S. economy enriching the owners of financial assets while endangering workers' jobs, wages, and savings. The second section of the bill describes in more detail the technical process for re-anchoring the U.S. dollar to the U.S. official gold stock. It states that, number one, the U.S. Secretary of the Treasury must define the U.S. dollar banknotes using a fixed fine gold weight 30 days after the law goes into effect based on the closing price of the gold on that day. The Fed must, number two, ensure that the U.S. bank notes are redeemable for physical gold at the designated rate at the Fed. Number three, if the banks of the Fed system fail to comply with people's exchange requests, the exchange must be made by the U.S. Treasury, and in return, the Treasury takes the Fed's bank assets as collateral. The third section specifies how a fair gold price in U.S. dollar can develop in an orderly manner within 30 days after the bill has taken effect. To this end, number one, the U.S. Treasury and the Fed must publish all of their gold holdings, disclosing all purchases, sales, swaps, leases, and all other gold transactions that have taken place since the temporary suspension of the redeemability of the U.S. dollar into gold on August 15, 1971, under the Bretton Woods Agreement of 1944. In addition, number two, the U.S. Treasury and the Fed must publicly disclose all gold redemptions and transfers in the 10 years preceding the temporary suspensions of the U.S. dollar's gold redemption obligation, on August 15, 1971. What to make of this? The bill's core is the idea of re-anchoring the U.S. dollar to physical gold based on a fair gold price freely determined by the market. By the way, this is an idea put forth by the economist Ludwig von Mises in the early 1950s. In this context, the bill refers to U.S. banknotes. However, banknotes only comprise a fractional part of the total U.S. dollar money supply. But since U.S. bank deposits can be redeemed, at least in principle, in U.S. banknotes, not only U.S. dollar cash, coins and notes could be exchanged for gold, but also the money supply M1 or M2, as fixed and savings deposits could be exchanged for site deposits, and site deposits in turn could be withdrawn in cash by customers, and the banknotes could then be exchanged for gold at the Fed. As of August 2022, the stock of U.S. cash, currency in circulation, amounted to $2,276.3 billion. Assuming that the official physical gold holdings of the U.S. Treasury amount to 261.5 million troy ounces, and the market expected U.S. cash to be backed by the official U.S. gold stock, a gold price of about $8,700 per troy ounce would result. This would correspond to a 418% increase compared to the current gold price of $1,680. If, however, the market were to expect the entire U.S. money supply M2 to be covered by the official U.S. gold stock, then the price of gold would move toward $83,000 per troy ounce, an increase of 4,840% compared to the current gold price. Needless to say, such an appreciation of gold has far-reaching consequences. All goods prices in U.S. dollars can be expected to rise, perhaps to the extent that the price of gold has risen. After all, the purchasing power of the owners of gold has increased significantly. Therefore, they can be expected to use their increased purchasing power to buy other goods, such as consumer goods, but also stocks, houses, etc. If this happens, the prices of these goods in U.S. dollar terms will be pushed up, and thus the initial purchasing power gain that the gold dollar holders have enjoyed by being tied to the increased gold price will melt away again. Moreover, if U.S. banks were willing to accept additional gold from the public in exchange for issuing new U.S. dollar, re-anchoring the U.S. dollar in gold would increase the upward price effect. A re-anchoring of the U.S. dollar in the U.S. official gold stock will result in a far-reaching redistribution of income and wealth. In fact, it would be fatal for the outstanding U.S. dollar debt. U.S. dollar goods prices would rise, caused by a rise in the U.S. dollar gold price at which the U.S. dollar is redeemable for physical gold, thereby eroding the U.S. dollar's purchasing power. In the foreign exchange markets, the U.S. dollar would probably appreciate drastically against those currencies that are not backed by gold, and against currencies which are backed by gold not as fine compared to the fineness of the gold backing of the U.S. dollar. The purchasing power of the U.S. dollar abroad would increase sharply, while the U.S. export economy would suffer. U.S. goods would become correspondingly expensive abroad while foreign companies gain high-price competitiveness in the U.S. market. Once the U.S. dollar is re-anchored in gold, today's chronic inflation will end. Monetary policy-induced boom-and-bust cycles will come to an end. The world will become more peaceful because financing a war in a gold-backed monetary system will be very expensive, and the general public will most likely not want to bear its costs. However, there is still room for improvement. A Gold Standard Restoration Act will deserve unconditional support if and when it paves the way toward a truly free market for money. A free market in money means that you and I have the freedom to choose the kind of money we believe serves our purposes best. And that people are free to offer their fellow human beings a good that they voluntarily choose to use as money. In a truly free market, people will choose the good they want to use as money. Most importantly, in a truly free market in money, the state, as we know it today, loses its influence on money and money production altogether. In fact, the state, and the special interest groups that exploit the state, no longer determine which kind of gold, coins and bars, cast or minted, can be used as money. The state is no longer active in the minting business and cannot monopolize it anymore there is no longer a state-controlled central bank to intervene in the credit and money markets and influence market interest rates. That said, let us hope that the Gold Standard Restoration Act proposed by Mr. Mooney will pave the way to reforming the U.S. dollar currency system and that it will eventually move us toward a truly free market in money. For more content like this, visit Mises.org.